Here we go. And in three, two, one. Hello, is this thing on? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I sent you these questions and it was funny because I was just kind of talking out loud as I wrote. And there's something that I that I've noticed back when you were when you were a student here and then at high school, I saw you at high school, and then carrying on, we invite you back. You have this confidence. You have this just great personality that just, you just exude energy. What don't you do? Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, mean, I think there's many things I don't do well, but uh, I think I've always been a confident person. I think that stems from my positive outlook uh, on life. I think that stems from my, my family, uh, schools like St. Michael's Cathedral, you know, I'll play a, a big part of that. And, uh, you know, there's the, the John Wooden quote, uh, don't let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's always kind of hit home close to me of, you know, focus on the things you do do really well rather than all the things you cannot, you know? Yeah, that's great. And it's funny. Cause I think I was probably my first year with St. Michael's with your class, your graduating okay. class. So I didn't yeah. really get to know you, you know, I saw some of you, but it was very intimidating just cause for me, just walking on and seeing these young, these young men and women and you guys were just clicking and you like, like you have that energy and it was just so fun to watch. But at the same time, I was just like, I'm not going to get in their way. I don't want to interject. Cause it was, you guys were just, you all have that special energy about you. And I love, so you're, you're, you're saying you're intimidated by us. No, no, we were, we were intimidated by, by you. <laughs> you, know, you were the, you were the tough guy with the, with the stern voice who got stuff done around the place, you know? And so you were always the, you're always the person that, uh, what we fear. Cause we, we know you would hold you, you'd hold us accountable. So, well, well, I appreciate that. I was, that's all the front, obviously. The more you got to know me, you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, there you go, yeah. Well, the seventh and eighth graders over here, I still have to do that, you know, cause every once in a while, Mrs. Mock does calling me to like step in and get some stuff done. Okay, yeah, no, so absolutely. I'm like, it's okay. When, you're, once you graduate, you're out of my hair. I can soften up. Not, 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 not a big deal at all. Exactly. Um, so the, the reason why we kind of started this podcast was for not only for our families to get to know, kind of interview or we get to um, get to know our teachers and, you know, something like some of our students and what have you. But I really wanted to have our students have a resource because what I've noticed is when our students leave us, you know, they're kind of used to the small school environment. You know, we have what your graduating classes, maybe a hundred or 80, and then you go on to high school and depending on your route, you're going from either a class now of 300 or maybe upwards of 500. And it's, you're a very small fish in a very big pond. And when I call on some of the alumni that have either left us and gone, or I'm calling you back, I kind of want you to kind of have that mindset or approach to talk to our eighth graders that are about to go on this journey that you have already experienced specifically as a student as of from St. Michael, St. Michael's, and then going on to whether it's cathedral or a public school, it doesn't matter. You know, it's that you're still kind of being that new experience. So the first question then is, is basically from St. Michael's to to cathedral. What was that transition like as an eighth grader going into as a ninth grader? You know, it's, it's, it's funny you ask. It was, it was actually a very easy transition because what you learn is coming from a school like St. Michael's, that first bell rings on the first day at Cathedral. You already know 20 plus people in your grade alone from St. Michael's. And so you start meeting people, your friends from St. Michael's start meeting people, and then those people start introducing each other to each other. Right. And so your network just expands at a rapid rate. Um, for me, it was a little easier having a, an older, two older siblings that had graduated from cathedral. So I was always already very familiar with the school, mm-hmm. but it really, no, those, those relationships you formed for years at St. Michael's, not to mention, uh, all the parochial school sports, um, 
uh, your opponents, you know, you meet them your first day at cathedral, all the people mm-hmm. you played against and kind of knew from the Madelines, the St. John's, the nativities, the Notre Dames. Right. And so you start figuring out who everybody is. And it's just a, it's just a kind of the time of your life as you expand your network. And so for me, uh, it was an easy transition for, for those where it's not as easy to transition. I think, I think the best advice I can kind of give is to just be yourself, you okay. know, um, you know, you can't, you can't, you, you can't fake it. You know, you have to be true to yourself. You can't be a people pleaser. Um, I, I do believe that if, if you are yourself, you're a kind person, if you go out of your way to make, you know, the right connections to expand uh, that network of yours, you know, you're, you're going to like the results. You're now at USD. Correct. Yep. Junior. And so, you know, what's your major, what, what's your dream job? What do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. So uh, my, my major is communication studies. And uh, one of the p- reasons I picked communications is because it's very broad. You can do a lot with a communications degree. Um, I'd say my current plan um, is to be a high school teacher and basketball coach. I'm currently uh, a varsity assistant at uh, Cathedral Catholic High School, my alma mater, having a uh, time in my life doing that. Um, and so I'm re- I am re- really interested in high school education, open to administration at some point. Um, and then I would never rule out, you know, university administration, you know, working whether it's college athletics or with alumni um, or, or, or an admissions counselor, something along those lines. Um, one of the things I've learned, I'm not so much industry driven as I am culture driven, meaning okay. for me, it's more about where's a great culture. And I think you do find that, uh, in education a lot more so than other, other places. And so for me, it's, you know, it's not so much, Oh, you have to be a teacher, have to be administrators as much as it is where, where's the right school to work for? What's the culture that I believe in and that I value and that there's a sense of community um, and a culture of caring. And so that's ultimately what I'm, what I'm looking for. And I feel very, very blessed to be coaching at um, exactly what I just described right now at, at, at Cathedral. Yeah. And you have that personality. And now that you mentioned that, you, so you, you just finished your first season with this assistant coach at Cathedral? Correct. Yeah. It was my first, first uh, ever season as a coach. How'd you guys do? And what was it like being back on the court at your alma mater now as a coach instead of a player? Right. Yeah. So we, we ended the year, uh, 15 and 14. So we had, we had a winning record, winning record, but, uh, we, I don't think we met our expectations. Um, so I think we, uh, I think all of us would say we kind of underperformed. We didn't perform as well as we'd like to. Um, but as far as the learning, the experience, um, wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, in, in coaching at your alma mater, there's really nothing like it. Cause there's a, there's a, there's a level of relatability that you have with, the, the other coaches that you played for, you know, the, uh, the, um, the, the kids who were, were a lot of them were freshmen when I was a senior there. And mm-hmm. so there's a level of relatability there. I, I, I would tell them, you know, guys, I'm not that much older than you guys, you know, so I'm not a fatherly figure, but I, hopefully I'm a, like a big brother type of feel. Yeah. Um, and so, no, it was just a great joy just working with the kids on a daily basis. And, uh, um, my only regret is I, I wish we would have won more games. Yeah. You know, I wish we were still playing. Well, there's next season, you know, yes. I, I think you're building something great. And again, it's that culture that you're creating. So it's like, you're going to, I'm not worried about it. And I'm sure yeah. the kids and the students there had an amazing time and an amazing season. Um, so now you're back here at St. Michael's during the summers hosting a basketball camp. So what do you want those students to get out of that camp here at St. Michael's on this level? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I, I think I, I, I make my goals pretty clear every year I do it, um, both in the email I send to the parents and then the, the, to the kids, the first day of camp, the two major goals that I state are number one is to ha- simply to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. that's the name of the game. That's why at 21, I'm still doing it post high school. You know, I've had three seasons since my last high school season as a senior in high school, I've played two years, division one basketball. I coached high school basketball this past year. There's a reason I'm still doing that. And it's because of the fun of the game, the, the, the joy that the game brings me. And so I want these kids to feel that same joy during this week and beyond. And so that's always going to be our first goal 
here at St. Michael's is we want to have fun. And the second goal is, you know, we are there to play basketball. And so we, we you know, we might as well become better basketball players mm-hmm. while we're doing it. And so whether it's technical, technical skill or conditioning or whatever it may be, uh, we want to improve as basketball players as well. And then, you know, the third goal, I don't, I don't state this one to the kids. It just happens naturally, but I do know in my mind that when you, when you run a camp like this, it does create an emotional connection to, to the school, to the community, yeah. to, your, to your friends, mm-hmm. it builds on camaraderie and, and school culture. And so, I mean, I, I look at, I run these camps and I was like, man, I wish I had this when I was here. Cause I would have had at the time of my life, you know, playing at a, like a summer camp at your, at your gym, you know? And so yeah, those yeah. are the things you, I think you look back on years later um, and you're, and you're really grateful you had those experiences. And, and you're approaching this, this sport from a really dear and close place to your heart. And it's clear that you have had a, you grew up playing basketball. What has that, how has that basketball, that sport of basketball, how has that influenced your life as far as your discipline and what have you? Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's um, influenced me in great ways. I, I think outside the the three F's, which are uh, uh, faith, family, friendship, I think the next two influencers have been the schools I've gone to and, and then the game of basketball. Um, and, you know, my, my grandfather, uh, uh, Clarence Clinton Prunty, who, uh, passed away just a couple of months ago. He it was, he was, uh, grew up in South Dakota and it was the 1930s and he's in the middle of nowhere in Andover, South Dakota with his brother, Gene Prani, and they're playing basketball in the middle of the road and this, in the street or that, what, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just for the love of the game, you know, and he was a great high school player in South Dakota. And then he has three kids, my, my father, John Prani and his brothers, Jim Prani and Joe Prani. And they were all, you know, great players at Fremont High School in the Bay Area. And the, the name Prunny is very legendary there. And my dad went on to play at the University of San Diego. Uh, first player to play four years of Division One basketball there. Leads them to the NCAA tournament his senior year for the first time ever. Um, and, and he's coached, um, you know, at youth sports ever since then. His, his brother, Joe Prunny, my uncle, um, played two years of college basketball at the Anza College. Uh, has been working the NBA for 25 years three-time champion with the San Antonio Spurs, head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. And so, that you know, this is, you're just, it's just a lifetime as being a part of the game and mm-hmm. it's a fun game to be a part of. Do you feel that that was like, do you feel pressure? Like here you have your dad and your uncles. I mean, clearly they're, they're gifted in this sport and, and you have that love. It's in your heart. Have Growing up, I mean, not so much me, I feel you are very, you're, I know what I want to do. But did you ever have that pressure of like, oh my gosh, my dad and my, and my uncles are here. I got to do the same thing. No, I, I don't think there was ever pressure. Uh, my, my, my dad never put pressure on myself or my brother, who was a great player here and at Cathedral Catholic. We never had that pressure that we had to do this or that or the mm-hmm. other thing. We just, he just wanted us to be good kids, do the right thing uh, and do things we were passionate about. Now, I think naturally when you uh, have family members that are great coaches um, you know, you, you yourself develop a love of the game and a knowledge of the game that maybe some others don't have access to. I think, uh, you know, I just had, I just got coffee this morning with a, a professional basketball player and I was telling them, you know, when I was 10 years old, I was having basketball conversations that people just weren't having at age 10, you mm-hmm. know? And so I was immersed in that culture, you know, of, of being around basketball, understanding the game, having the love for it, a passion for it, enthusiasm. And so it's, it's shaped me in many ways the game has. And, and it's, it's brought me a lot from a discipline standpoint and a character standpoint. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine having my childhood without it. Do you have, if I say, okay, what's your go-to memory here at St. Michael's? If you can just like, if there was just something that comes to mind, what was that? Or what is that? You know, yeah, those, those are always hard questions to, to answer. Cause there's, there's so many good memories, right? I think, uh, 
you know, winning the Saints tournament for four years that had never been done before in the history of parochial school basketball. Um, that was really awesome. I think also I look back to uh, my favorite year of the nine was probably eighth grade. I think the way I kind of describe it to people is, uh, you know, you go, through, you go your first eight years here and there's a lot of loose strings and then eighth grade kind of ties all those strings in one big knot and everything's okay. finally kind of come together. Um, you know, you're closer with people than you, than you ever have been. Mm-hmm. And so I think back to like the Disneyland trip, mm. uh, late in eighth grade and yeah. the bus rides are as fun as the actual field trip itself, because you're just, you're having the time of your life with your best friends. I think back going to, to Riley's farms, um, the, oh, I mean, yeah. these are, these are memories we, uh, we still talk about to this day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was not so much because the locations we were at, although those were cool, it was more because of the people you're at and the, and the, you know, and the, those moments, you know, later become memories and, and, ultimately, yeah. and ultimately stories. And so I, I kind of look at that, just at that eighth grade year as a whole, um, as the, as the year that tied everything together. And, and we really, you know, really felt the most bonded to my classmates. Let's say in, in a few, in a few handful of years, when you marry, settle down and have kids, like I'm going to go to St. Michael's. I want my child to go to St. Michael's. What's the one thing you want, I, but I want to do it better. What would you want to change? Here's your chance. What would, what change wow. would you want to implement? Or, I mean, or just like a hangup that you witnessed as a student that you saw friends struggle with or what have you, you know, th- this is kind of like, it's a hard question. You yeah. know, it is a hard question. And, and, but it's something where as for myself as a parent and um, not, a, not a student here, I do not know the stresses and that lens that you had as, as a student. So it's always curious to know, like, if you could change something, what would it be? I don't know if I change anything as much as I would emphasize things. Um, I was, I'm part of the class of 2016, 50th graduating class of school history, the renowned 2016 class, as I should say. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and my, my sister's a 2012 grad, my brother, Oh nine. And to me, the two, I'm a little biased, but I think the two greatest school graduating classes ever here are, 2009 and 2016. And what really made those classes special was kind of the out of school things. It was like the, it was the, you know, the family friend aspect mm-hmm. of it all. And like the family's coming together for like, like a family barbecue type of feel or thing, yeah. like that. And so uh, I guess to answer your question, if I were, if I were married and were to send my kids to St. Michael's someday, which I know you've, you always joke with me to do, <laughs> um, I, I guess it was, it'd, it'd just be that it'd be like to build those connections from the earliest stage you can, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, when the, when the kids arrive in kindergarten to meet who, you know, have those family friends and make those connections with the teachers, but to, to do things, to do things with the, the kids and their families outside of school, because ultimately that creates those bonds that, that last forever, you know, mm-hmm. and you, you don't, you don't come back to institutions just for the sake of coming back to institutions. There's, there's gotta be an emotional connection. It's about, it's about people. It's about that camaraderie. It's about right. that culture and tradition. And so I think just the more you can emphasize the family get togethers, the bonding, yeah. you know, the, you know, uh, for, for our family, it was the Soprenit family. You know, we used to mm-hmm. do a lot of stuff with, uh, um, Matt Soprenit's family and there was Braden and Sydney and we were all, all of us were similar age with them. And so I, I quite kind of my early childhood at St. Michael's to spending that quality family time outside with, you know, the Soprenits. And then, uh, we also did the same thing with like the Lindgren family and the Moore family and, uh, all these different families. And so I think the more of that you can have, um, it just, the better it is. So, um, I think that's kind of like the questions I prepared for you. Now I do have some rapid fire, fun questions. Totally. Let's, let's do it. All right. So if you could have any one superpower, what would you have? Oh man. Wow. I think, <laughs> I think the ability to tr- time travel, 
So oh, okay. Can, and not not to change stuff because because altering the past is actually a very uh, uh, complicated process. So I wouldn't do that. But just the ability to go back in time, okay, and see different points of history, what was life like then, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I mm-hmm. think that'd be uh, so uh, so cool. Where would you go if you could visit any place on Earth? Um, I've always, I, I mean. I've always wanted to go to Italy. I think, I okay. think, uh, you know, my, my mom's side of the family, the Prandini family are, uh, Italians. And so I wouldn't mind seeing Italy. Um, I also wouldn't mind going to Hawaii someday. I've actually never been You've there. You've never been to Hawaii? I've never, never been to Hawaii. Oh, and so I've been, I've been a decent amount of places, never been to Hawaii. Um, and so, and, I, and, and it's funny, those, those are my favorite place or, you know, places I aspire to go to. Those are somewhat easy places to get to. Yeah, and absolutely. So those are, I guess, I, I guess the, that's a very realistic question. All right. So what would you bring if you could just take one item to a deserted island? Mm. Well, I don't know if I have Wi-Fi for my phone. I think I would take uh, <laughs> I would I would lo- I would love a set like a like probably dumbbells or something like that. Just to, to stay, 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 stay pumped. Stay in shape. Yeah, stay, stay pumped. Exactly. You, you could probably, you, you know, working out like to like, you know, making yourself a hut, doing all this. You yeah. find yourself. You wouldn't just sit idle. <laughs> but OK, <laughs> right, yeah. working out. Um, what special ability? do you wish you had probably probably to uh be better at putting things together you know okay. like like uh you know i've never been the guy that's like under the car working on like mm-hmm. the engine and like and right. building that's just not my skill set more of a people person storytelling yeah. yep. you know uh my buddy chase langer will always laugh you know when we go on trips he's always like the guy that's like <laughs> you know attaching like the jet ski to the car and i'm yeah. more of the guy that's just gonna like tell stories about the trip after the fact you know <laughs> and like around the campfire you know and so um uh yeah probably probably, probably more technical skills to be able to put things I, together i could see you guys bannering about that he's out there sweating pushing everything you're just yeah. sitting there i'm gonna tell this story later exactly he's probably shooting you a look like yeah. you could help yeah exactly should pineapples be on pizza Absolutely. Yeah. I, okay. uh, when I got it, when it was funny, uh, three, three of my best friends, uh, Michael McPherson, Harrison Moore, Chase Lindgren, all 2016 grads of St. Michael's 2020 grads cathedral. Uh, we had a tradition at, uh, cathedral that we go to, uh, OGs mm-hmm. when we can take literally anyone in the world there and we'll have a good time no matter what. And, uh, yeah, always, always get pineapple on that pizza. No doubt if I can. Yeah. Now, we are, when we recorded this, it's March of 2023. So our, High school, our next class here at St. Michael's is about to move on to high school. What advice would you give them? Yeah, I think I think the advice I'd give them is probably similar to advice I gave uh, when I was about to leave Cathedral in 2020 when they asked me, you know, what would you give to a uh, an incoming freshman? And it's uh, I, th- I think you got to take a hard look at yourself in the mirror and, or reflect, and uh, you got to ask yourself, you know, what's important to me? What's important? What do I value? Why is it important? And uh, if you haven't done that, you, you should. And, uh, and once you get there and once you acknowledge what you do value, I think whatever it is, pursue those, be all in on those things, you know, pursue them to the max. You know, if you want to be a great, for example, for me, like if you want to be a great basketball player, be all in on that, you know, of course, enjoy it, but you don't want to have regrets. You, you want to leave it all out there, you know? And so you, and you want to look, be able to look back someday and said, you know, I can hang my hat on that one because I, I really gave it my all. And so I think it's, I think it's a, a reflection of what, what matters to me. And then the next step is, you know, to actually pursue being the best at thing and, and to do things better than they've ever been done before and have just a tremendous enthusiasm doing them, you know, enthusiasm that just, that just brings the roof down. 
Great parting words. Yeah, I thank you. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for sharing your words and your experience. Uh, uh, anyone who's interested, we will be uh, rolling out the the camp links on our website soon. Yeah. So yeah, we so we have our um, running three camps this summer. We actually uh, we keep on growing our camps, and uh, our boys and our girls basketball camp will be uh, Monday, June twenty sixth to Friday, June thirtieth. The boys will go in the morning. Uh, the girls in the afternoon, and then uh, actually added a boys' soccer camp this summer, and that's from Monday, July 31st to Thursday, August 3rd. And so um, the more signups we get, the better, and we want to have all these kids to have, as many kids as possible to have uh, this experience because it's going to be a real, real fun time. Great. We look forward to it. Thank you so much. Yep, thank you. Thank you.